Hello, and welcome to the Archive of the Unexplainable. My name is Chris, and I'll be your host today. This episode is the first of a new series I wanted to start. A series where friends, family, and listeners alike all can send in their own personal recountings of horrifying tales of the paranormal or the simply unexplainable. Today's story comes from a friend who would like to remain anonymous. And I have a quick little warning for anyone out there who is possibly listening to this with an open window at night or simply has a fear of the S-Walkers. I will be saying the name during the story. With that being said, let's get right to it. The lore behind skinwalkers is usually seen as just that. Lore. Myths. Folktales. That's what I thought too. I still debate with myself about what I saw that night, but I have yet to find any other explanation. I lived in a smaller town known as Cambridge, Minnesota. Me and my boyfriend at the time stayed with his parents in a heavily wooded area. You know, the type of area where if you were getting murdered, nobody would hear you scream for help. It was around midnight on a Friday night. We were standing out back with a porch light on, enjoying our evening cigarette. We found amusement in this sweet raccoon eating all the seeds we left out for the squirrels. The raccoon certainly didn't need the extra calories, but that's probably what made the situation even worse. The poor creature seemed to hear the foul creature approach before we did, but it didn't care. The coyote just simply walked up. Its bones seemed to shift in unnatural ways, and its skin looked more stretched out than a balloon with too much air in it. In seconds, the chubby little raccoon became its dinner. Or, so we thought. But that's when the shit hit the fan. We very quickly learned that this thing was hunting for sport, and we were next. Everything felt like a time-lapse video as my boyfriend lunged for a metal bat that was resting against the house, swinging it like he was going for a home run. The sound of crunching bones and splatter rang out, leaving the coyote with no bottom jaw. This thing didn't whimper. It didn't run away. It didn't care. The fact that we made it inside alive that night was a miracle. Fast forward a week later, the boyfriend and I had broken up, and I was making my way back to my dad's because clearly it's not ideal for us to live together anymore. My dad and I finally finished loading up our Dodge Dakota and start heading towards the cities. The sun was nowhere to be seen as we made our way. We make it roughly two miles from the old house, and my dad looks in his mirror to see that creature. I turned around and sure enough, it's that same coyote. No bottom jaw. I very distinctly remember my dad talking about it having rabies or being sick. That didn't work for me though. In my head, there was no way that a coyote should be keeping up with our truck going an easy 65 miles per hour. There was no way an animal could live that long with a whole chunk of its jaw missing. Surely, it should have been dead by now. It chased us until we reached the main city, where it darted off into the woods. I don't know what I saw, and I don't know what that was. But I do know that any time I hear a coyote, I run. The second story from Anonymous is as follows. If hell exists, I've seen the portal. If the devil exists, I saw him too. A few friends and I were visiting an old abandoned asylum. I won't list the name as it's currently being renovated and repurposed, lord help the new residents. In order to get in, one of our skinnier friends had to break in through a small crack in the window that led to the basement and opened up a boarded off area where the rest of us waited. 
Shortly after he went in, we saw his flashlight dancing around in the dark cracks of the wooden boards. With a few solid kicks, the boards came loose, and we made our way inside. We all scattered in our own directions. After all, we were not the type that were easily spooked. I made my way through the heavily decaying hallway. The walls seemed to be melting ever so slowly, and the tile floor crashed around in broken pieces beneath my feet. Looking to the left, there was a hallway. The first thing that stood out to me was the giant hole in the floor, and I mean giant. It was a solid six foot gap, minimum. I tried going into the rooms on both sides of the hallway, but there was no way to get across the gap. However, on the other side, there were over a dozen tricycles, not a speck of dust on them. The paint was intact and polished to perfection on every single one. Obviously, that struck me as extremely odd, but nonetheless, I continued my exploration. I could hear the distant chatter from my friends, and the halls echoed with eerie momentum. I swept my phone from side to side, making sure my flashlight hit every spot, you know, in case there was anything small but cool laying around. Through following the voices of my friends and traveling towards distant lights, we all came to an unintentional gathering in a small room off to the left of the main entrance. It was hauntingly quiet as we all tried to process the sight before us. I knew the place had been shut down due to malpractice, but I didn't expect electroshock therapy chairs. That seemed too horror movie-like, yet there it was, in all its blood-caked glory. The straps were torn and the smell of death assaulted our noses. There was no way you could miss the pentagram on the floor around the chair and that smell told us it had to be drawn in blood. We discussed the creepy vibe it gave, and decided to move on after a few minutes of deliberation. We, yet again, chose to part ways. We could cover more ground that way. I walked back into the familiar halls of the asylum, enjoying the old aesthetic of the dust floating around in its own personal dance routine. I snapped out of my weird trance when I stumbled upon a staircase, ascending to the next two floors. When I took my first few steps up the stairs, I felt it. I knew. Everything in my bones went cold, and I wanted to run. It's unfortunate that I didn't listen, because the feeling only got worse as I forced myself forward. My shoes felt like concrete as I approached the second flight, and that's when I saw him. There he hovered above the last step. Trying to describe this thing would would be like asking what the point of life is before you're dead. It morphed into everything that scared me, rapidly shifting from one thing to the next. It, it felt so dark, so heavy. I knew this thing wanted to hurt me. It wouldn't let me doubt that for even a second. I screamed out for my friends because there was nothing I wanted more than to get away from this thing. I couldn't move. He wouldn't let me. I don't even know what gender it was really, but it, it feels right to call it a he, and he was not happy about my existence. The stampede of footsteps broke the void-like trance I was trapped in, and I don't think I've ever ran so quickly from something. I rushed all of us out of that asylum, demanding that we leave right that instant. They didn't argue much. They knew it had to be bad, because we've never left an exploration like that. We piled out the window in a fast but organized fashion, situating ourselves into the old Jeep Cherokee that we drove there. The entire ride back, I'd see glimpses of him in the rearview mirror. At the time, 
seemed like he was taunting me. But as of late, I do believe it was most likely my own psyche being fractured after the encounter. Regardless, I encourage everyone who knows of that place to stay away. I myself will never return. Thank you, Anonymous, for sending that story in. If you'd like to send in your own story, you can do so at aotupod at gmail.com. That's abbreviation for Archive of the Unexplainable Pod at gmail.com. It will be linked down in the description or wherever the description is. I ask only that they be true recountings of a story you experienced, or if you'd like to gather a story from one of your friends and send it to me that way, just give me a brief explanation before the story of where it comes from and a slight history behind it if you can. And anyways, I think that will do it for this podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I encourage you to check out the links in the description for everything else that I do, all of my other channels, and if you like creepy, supernatural, anime-type stories... I suggest you check out my book series at vengeancebooks.com. It'd mean a lot to me if you just went to the website and gave it a quick look and see if it's something that interests you. If you want to support this podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and check out the backlog. I'd appreciate that. And I will see you all next time.